The quest for another ring begins. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. Um, apologies if my voice doesn't sound that great. Um, feeling a little under the weather, and shout out to my guy, Zach, for helping out with the last episode. Uh, appreciate it again. So how are you doing, my guy? I'm holding down the fort. <laughs> man i've been busy bro so college man, has been... no no need to apologize about your busyness we all good warriors basketball's back life is good it's all that matters even though the warriors they got their ass handed to them but it's okay not the start that they expected um or not the start that i expected them to have starting two and two but that's why it's an 82-game season, so, oh, well, what you can do, not much, but. But, yeah, I mean, uh, we're recording this right after the Suns game where it was pretty much a close game, and then they just kind of let the Suns kind of. painting through three quarters, and that's bad. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, instead of going each game by game, I want to talk about just overall like, how do we feel about, like, the overall start of this? Like, is there – I don't think I would say concerning bits, but, like, how are you feeling about this four-game stretch that the Warriors had? Four-game stretch, what stood out to me, that the young guys need to step up a little bit more. I think the only two young guys I've thought that have played well, part of the two-timeline system is Moses Moody and Jordan Poole. And personally, I think those should be the first two guys coming off the bench. Those should be your sixth and seventh man um, coming off the bench. I think I've liked what I've seen from Wiseman offensively. Um, defensively, it's a little, been a little bit of a struggle, but obviously in his rookie season, it was a struggle still. Um, Jonathan Kaminga is being treated like Brandon Ayuk was with Kyle Shanahan. He's in the doghouse for some reason with Steve Kerr, so... I can understand why, because lack of energy and the just defense is atrocious in the second unit. You can obviously tell that not having GP2 and Otto from last year makes a really big, big difference because Jordan Poole, he already struggles defensively. James Wiseman, eh. Moses Moody is probably the best defender out of all of them. Then you have Jermichael Green, who is serviceable. Um, and then Jonathan Kaminga and Dante DiVincenzo is now out for a couple games. So, not obviously not the start we all expected, but at least the Warriors' offense knows how to keep them in games. That's all I got to say. True, but obviously we don't want to be the team that, like, scores, like, 125 points and we give up, like, 120. So, well, I think you're right with the young, the young unit. Um, it was very apparent, especially in the Kings game, where they were up 20. I think it was in the fourth quarter, thanks to uh, Steph's master class. He had like 30 plus points, I think. Shout of course. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, shout out Andrew Wiggins. I will talk about Wiggins later, but we saw how the lack of energy, the lack of defensive IQ was shown in the, in the unit. And you could see that Steve Kerr was pissed, especially in the press conference afterwards. I think because like he said it perfectly clear that, you know, these young guys are, should be dying to get on the floor, like, 
the energy should be there. But like, it really wasn't in that game. So I don't want to say it's concerning, but it's a little uh, interesting to see that the young guys aren't playing with a ton of energy. I do want to touch on the point with Moody, JK, and Wiseman, though. I would say you were right, Zach, with Moody being the best of the three. With JK, I want to hear your opinions on this because I feel like JK hasn't improved at all, like, since last year. And, like, summer league, training camp, it's just kind of been this stagnant, like, stagnant line for JK. And I don't want to lose faith in in him, but is it kind of a little bit starting to panic with JK a bit, or am I just overreacting? No, I don't think it's time to panic. I mean, obviously, he hasn't looked great. But what do you expect out of a second-year rookie, honestly? Let's be honest here. And the things I'm seeing on Warriors Twitter about how we should trade him for GP2, you know how bad that would be? Trading a highly coveted seventh overall pick in his second season who has a whole lot of potential and is probably one of the most athletic players I've seen coming out of that draft. Yeah, I just don't, doesn't make any sense. I, I, like I said before, and I've said multiple times, you just need to preach the patience with the young guys. And I know many fans don't want to hear that just because the Warriors are supposed to be competing with titles, competing for titles. But it's the thing about the two timeline system is that that's the way it is. And they're going to have to develop and win now, which they've, prove that they can do which just obviously the young guys have gotten off to a rough start with getting higher usage yeah and like you said there's gonna be growing pains uh, especially what steve kerr said too um when you look at wiseman too like hey i mean i was a wiseman hater you can read the receipts and like listen to the episodes back then with wiseman but i was actually impressed with what he's done he's gotten much stronger obviously Leads to get work with, like, the little details. He's got a better feel of the offense. You know, he knows where to pick his spots. And you can see, especially in the Suns game tonight, he got an easy, like, 10-plus points just, like, with offensive rebounds or just getting the dump off with pick and rolls. But obviously with the caveat with this is that although you have a vertical threat, his defense isn't the same level as Kavon Looney. Shout out Loon God. But – um. I think, like you said, it's just going to take some growing pains, especially with this young unit. And I don't know, but um, they're going to get a lot of opportunity throughout this whole season, especially with the veteran rest. So uh, we just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, I just think James Wiseman, obviously, he's looked great offensively besides his hands skills that he needs to butter work fingers, on. Still has butter fingers. Passes or not coming down with the rebound. But it's just going to take a little bit of time. And I know that may cost the Warriors some losses. But coming into this season, if we're being real here, it was kind of expected that the Warriors would probably maybe start off a little bit sluggish. and And as long as they turned it around during the second half of the year and everything was clicking by March, April, that's when it matters, folks. April, when if the team is clicking by April, that's all that matters to me because that's when the Warriors have to click it into gear and heat up, unlike the Phoenix Suns, of course. 
I mean, also the Warriors kind of learned their lesson the hard way, taking the regular season super seriously, you know, the 2016 season. But I think they just know a regular season isn't where it's at. The postseason is like our goal. So, I mean, if they get uh, like wherever they're at in the standings, I don't think to them it doesn't even matter because they proved that they can win no matter what. They were the third seed last year and they won it all. So it's obvious circumstantial. But the Warriors know that, hey, we can take on anybody. We can win in a seven-game series against anybody. That's what their mindset is right now, probably. They haven't said it out loud, but I think that's what the mindset is right now. So moving on, if you want, if you want to say something about that, Zach, go ahead. Oh, their mindset? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're really – they're not really tracing that number one seed in the Western Conference, if we're being honest here. They don't – it's basically when and you're in. That's all that matters, really. And I think is, like I've said, like I said on the previous episode, they're a top four team in the West if everything goes according to plan and they all stay healthy. So I don't think there's too much to worry about. I mean, two and two is not the ideal start, but these two losses are, you can easily point to why they're two losses is because the defense has been atrocious. So, yeah, um, like he's clicking on speaking on the defense stuff. Like, is there like a main reason why the defense has been so bad? Because, like, I don't know if you can attribute to like GP2 and auto. Sure, they were like big parts of that defense, but there has to be like some underlying um issue. Yes, young guys for sure, but is it what's up with the defense? Like, 70 points and a half, like in the Kings game, and like. 35 plus points in the first quarter for like the last for each of the four games. So it's like, could you pinpoint what has been going on? But it's just, I don't know, realistically. What can I pinpoint? I mean, some laziness, I guess you could say. It's just bad. I I know. It's like the transition defense too. It's, It's obvious that, and Sunday's a prime example when they're playing the Kings in the fourth quarter. It was just just the young guys, just no effort on defense, laziness, etc. And it just obviously they're not the number one defensive rated unit like they were last year. And who knows if they can get back there, but it's obvious that not having GP two hurts the defense a lot but I mean I think if Wiseman Kaminga Moody he he had an Andre-esque like steal tonight which stood out to me and he can play defense Jordan Poole obviously he struggled is a traffic cone a little bit but that's another game he has to develop that offensive ability he has can he has a bag loud. bro his bag is so deep it's kind of nuts bad I, uh, yeah he was on uh he shook up damian lee twice i think tonight um <laughs> but i think what what i did like tonight is that when at the end of the first quarter the beginning of the second quarter with the second unit steve put Wiggs and Looney and went in with that second unit and that helped the defense out a lot. So I think maybe intermixing rotations could help because obviously I think the starting lineup is fine defensively once they get everything sorted out. It's just the second unit is the only only worry for defensively once everything is situated. 
I think also because Clay and Draymond are also on a minutes restriction too. So I think that could be a reason. You can't really stagger those two if they're on a minutes restriction. So I think once um, the minutes restriction has been lifted, I think we can kind of gauge where this team is at defensively. So, yeah, I know we talk, we, we're going to talk about Wiggins, but I'm going to say this. Hey, Wiggins has been amazing to start not, the season. They're not last in defensive rating, though. They're only 20 seconds. So, you know. Okay, that's not positives. bad, but they can get there. They have to get up there. But, yeah, like I said, with Wiggins, um, the guy has been amazing to start the season. Like, it was like he was continuing where he left off in the finals, and it was like, he was adding a little bit more like he's comfortable in his role in Golden State. That's the reason why he signed the extension um, for four years, 109 million. So it's just like it was like a seamless fit, like a fit in the glove for Wiggins. And I think I mean, could we see another all star appearance? Maybe, but we'll see. So how do you feel about Wiggins start to the season? Uh, he's a future two time all star now and he's going to he's going to get that all star appearance. He just looks so comfortable, and it it looks like he hasn't skipped a beat from where he left off in the finals, and just aggressive offensively, elite defensively, loving everything I'm seeing from him. And he's probably the Warriors' second-best player, and I think I can comfortably say that. I um, agree with that, too. And I think... Yeah, and I think I also need to add to what Draymond's been doing offensively, particularly tonight, about just just when you got an open lane, just take it to the rack, and he did that multiple times, even though he did have that one play where he was under the hoop, and instead of putting it up for a layup, he passed out to Jordan Poole, and then that caused a shot clock violation. But Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the Draymond Green experience, man. Like... (laughs) You're either going to get, like, two points and then, like, a triple-double with, like, his, like, steals or something like that, or you're going to get, like, a 10-point masterclass. So it's, like, you don't know what you're going to get from Draymond, but if you love the aggressive side of him, especially since it's a contract year for Draymond. So, I mean, <laughs> we kind of know. We kind of saw this coming contract contract year, Dre. He's going to shoot, like, 35% from three. You're going to be more aggressive. Try to go gun for that defensive player of the as year. Well, as so. long as it has – as long as it helps the Warriors win, that's all I care about. Fair enough. All right. So, I mean, next couple games, how are we feeling? Especially we got the Heat, Hornets, Pistons, and then the Heat again. So Yeah, so if the Warriors are a serious basketball team and we're not throwing away games and we're chasing wins, I think the Heat is probably a toss-up game. Um, I think the Hornets and the Pistons are probably two wins, realistically looking at it. Um, yeah, and that's how they wrap up the month. So I'll give it to them. Three W's, three W's. Why not? <laughs> throw it in the bag. And I predicted, I, th- well, I don't know what I, pre- I think I, I predicted, think we said six and one to start the seven games to the I season. So that's already scrapped. Predicted eight and two to start for the first 10 games. So they better not lose another game. Um, and I mean, I think the only reasonable only games they really lose if they're taking things seriously are probably to the Pelicans or the Heat, which they play twice. So the Pelicans are a very good team. I put them in. What did I put them in? I think I disrespected the Pelicans a little bit in my predictions. That was not cool of me. 
Yeah, the Pelicans look really solid, man. I'm actually kind of excited to see that team, honestly. So kind of loaded roster conference and uh, a lot of basketball to play. Yeah, guys, there's still 70 plus games to play. No need to stress right now. You'll all get it. It will all get figured out. And the Suns, they're winners and they work. And they only work in the regular season. So that's all that needs to be said about tonight. Um, and speaking about that, just a little quick wrap up about Clay's little Clay getting ejected after trash talking with Devin Booker. I think it was personally, I think it was a little bit soft from the league that two guys are getting into it and they eject Clay. Obviously, Clay got a little riled up, but you know, Clay did the right thing, just put up four. He's got four rings. And what does Devin Booker have? An all-star appearance, and he scored 70 points in a game. Okay, that's cool, but that's not a ring. But okay, oh, well. Yeah. It was his first game getting ejected too, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. He's got one, so he's got one more ejection than CP3 has rings, guys. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> That'll conclude episode 110, I believe. 109, I'm not sure. 110. 110, let's go. Um, we'll make sure you uh, check us out on all following platforms, social media accounts, etc. And we'll uh, catch you in the next one. Warriors play the heat on Thursday. Peace. <clears throat> so what? So you should enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. You should enjoy